everybody, and welcome back to Milwaukee Nature. I'm your host, Hannah Seaman, and you're looking for adventure. On today's episode, we're going to be going over the important clothing items and accessories to pack on a canoe trip or a hiking trip. I'll also share with you some of the tips and tricks that I've learned on how exactly to pack your hiking pack. Some awesome brand recommendations are coming up, some fun stories, and some simple step-by-step guides to get you through your next trip. So let's take a closer look and figure out how to make a drier, warmer, and more comfortable camping trip truly neat. Okay, so now we're going to dive into some clothing recommendations. First of all, it's really important to take into account what kind of trip you're going on. So, for example, say you're going on a canoe trip. You might need more socks because your feet are more bound to get wet, or you might need water shoes. If you're going on a hiking trip where there's no big river or lake and you don't plan on doing any swimming, maybe you might not need a swimsuit. So take a step back and analyze what kind of trip you're going on. I'll give recommendations for both kinds of trips so that you'll have the important insight to go on before. So we're going to go from the bottom up. We're going to start with the feet. I always say that a good pair of socks can make or break a trip. I'm more accustomed to canoe trips, but we do do a fair amount of hiking on them with our canoes and carrying them and carrying the packs and all that good stuff. So we get a lot of wear and tear on our feet. And let's be frank, nobody likes blisters. So I love to use wool socks. The important thing to remember about wool socks is that if you get them wet, then you still stay warm. They'll keep your feet warm through the wetness, and also they're very, very, very durable because they're thick. So you're bound to get less blisters than if you were wearing, say, just a normal Hanes sock (laughs) or Fruit of the Loom. I don't know your preference. The brand that I get is called Smart Wool, and it has the most durable wool that I've encountered. There's many different sizes of them. You can get them all the way up to your knees if you want. I frankly don't use those. But I get them well above my ankle, almost to my knee, uh, just to stay protected and keep my legs warm and keep everything uh, good to go down there. No blisters for me. Um, I also invest in boot liners by Smartwool. So boot liners I use when I go on longer hiking trips, and I use them when I know that I'm going to be walking for a very long time and I'm at risk of getting a blister. So essentially it's a thinner wool sock that you put underneath the thick wool sock just for some extra padding. Uh, Moving on, we're going to talk about boots now. So no matter if you're going on a canoeing trip, a camping trip, a hiking trip, anything, I always advocate for a boot that sits, like the end of the boot sits above your ankle. This is really important because if you're doing a lot of walking, whether it be up a mountain or around a cliff or things like that, or in the river, like on slippery rocks, because rocks can have algae, you never know when you're going to slip. It's important to make sure your ankle is braced for any slip that you might go through. I don't know about you, but I'm incredibly clumsy, and that's kind of my namesake, but I always, always, always get extra long shoelaces, too, because I can wrap them around my ankle a couple times just to keep it safe and in there so I don't roll an ankle, fracture anything, just keep everything down there safe. Um, Additionally, uh, the type of boot that I use is called a Red Wing. It's traditionally a men's work boot, and I actually got the smallest size left in the United States of America because I have baby feet, even for a woman. So I have a size 5 men's 
Red Wing. So those are my favorite because they sit on your calf and they come with extra, extra long shoelaces. And I always pack a couple extra pairs too because a shoelace can always function as like an emergency like mini rope. You never know when you're going to need it. And going on, if you want to spend time in the water, say on a river trip or if there's a river on your hiking trip, it's always important to pack water shoes. You never really want to go in the water barefoot unless you really know exactly everything that's going on down there. It could, there could be sharp rocks, someone maybe threw glass in there. I don't know what kind of area you're camping in, but I always recommend water shoes, especially for like cliff jumping if that's on your route. Uh, so I use Chacos and Tevas. Uh, Chacos are the really popular water shoe that everybody and their brother's wearing. Uh, they have like the toe strap. They're Z-shaped with the strap across the top. Uh, Tevas don't have the toe strap, but Tevas are known to last a little longer than Chacos. Um, so either one of them, really good investment. Highly recommend both of those brands. Moving our way up, we're going on to the leg category. So first, let's take a closer look at shorts. You know when you get a new piece of clothing and there's pockets in it and you've experienced this euphoria that you've never felt in your life and just because there's a pocket in your, uh, like, say, shorts or maybe maybe there's a pocket in your dress? I don't know. Um, you want pockets on your shorts when you go canoe tripping or hiking because you never know what you're going to need to keep in your pocket. Maybe like a Leatherman, maybe like your spork, something fun. Um, I also advocate for shorts with belt loops on them just because you can take a carabiner, one of those little clips, and clip them to your belt loop and have anything at the ready. Uh, maybe it's a mini flashlight. Maybe it is a Leatherman. You never know. So a lot of people that I've gone canoeing or camping with utilize the brand Patagonia. So they have these quick dry shorts that you spill anything on them and they're dry within like what 30 seconds it's amazing and they still keep you warm it's great i'm a little thicker boned so patagonia shorts don't quite fit me so i just kind of shop around off brand i go thrift shopping just to find quick dry shorts but any quick dry short will be fine um just really make sure that they're quick dry because you never know what you're going to run into also people are known to have quick dry pants uh, you've probably seen them in like movies where there's a maybe like a fly fishing scene, but there are pants that unzip at the knee into shorts, and those are also very beneficial because it decreases the amount of stuff you're packing. So as opposed to packing a whole pair of quick dry pants and a whole pair of shorts, they're two in one. It's phenomenal. I need to get myself a pair of those, honestly. Going on to keeping you warm, I always pack a pair of fleece line leggings for sleep because you never know how cold it's going to get in the night and it's just nice to have a nice pair of leggings in your sleeping bag. Um, I also tend to take a one pair of my wool socks and I keep them always in my sleeping bag and I use them only for sleeping so they don't get wet or anything. It's just a great way to keep them dry and keep you warm. Um, I also try to pack a pair of rain pants because even if it's not raining out, rain pants are insulated and weatherproof and they just ultimately keep you warm so that is also a good alternative to a pair of quick dry pants moving on we're gonna head up to the torso so shirts should also be quick dry i like to pack one long sleeve shirt to, that's looser and not quite as tight to my body to keep myself cool 
I also pack a long sleeve for warmth. So one that is tighter to my body. And I usually wear that one to sleep just to stay warm in the night. Because nothing's more uncomfortable than a night that's way too cold. And I rarely run into a night that's way too hot on a canoe trip. So depending on where you're camping, obviously, I camp in Canada. So there's that. Going on for t-shirts, have them quick dry. I never wear tank tops because I am prone to burning. I get sunburnt very badly. Almost everybody in my family is a ginger. So the hair missed me, but the skin hit me. So I'm a brunette that burns terribly bad. Moving on to fleeces. I always want to pack a fleece that compresses. So when you think fleece, a lot of people think those large, heavy Patagonia sweaters with the pocket, large fabric. They don't really press down well. I do not recommend packing those just because they take up more room than my sleeping bag. So it's just not a good space investment to have. Any fleece that can pack down tight as long as you have long sleeves and you can layer up. Layering is key on camping trips so highly recommend one that packs down. Going on to kind of an accessory, I always have a waterproof watch on me. I've broken about mm, maybe three watches that weren't waterproof just by swimming around in like shallow water. It's the worst. So I always have a watch just so I can set alarms for when I need to wake up in the morning. Say you have a busy schedule, you want to hike somewhere in the morning. It's just great to have one. Always, sometimes when you're out there, it's nice to just kind of know what day it is. (laughs) Um, Moving on, like rain pants, it's important to have a raincoat. Just because even if the weather schedule says that it's not going to rain any time in the next month, Mother Nature has a way of surprising us. So good investment to make in a raincoat. Some great brands are Marmot, Columbia, Patagonia, anything of the sort. Just check on REI. They have phenomenal raincoats. Moving our way on up, we're on to the head category. So I always pack an obscene amount of hats, again, because I sunburn so badly. But I always pack a warm hat. So that could be like a beanie tight to your head. I always pack my wool hat because, again, wool keeps you dry, keeps you warm even when wet. Just really, really, really warm type of um, fabric. So I like to sleep in that or wear that on cold days. I also pack a sun hat with a brim, so just like an old baseball cap that you don't mind getting dirty. I sometimes bring my life is good hats just because it's like very stereotypical happy camper. Um, Also, there are hats that have little flaps on the back that cover the back of your neck. So again, if you know you burn badly, might be a good idea to take that. Let's go talk about some accessories. I wear glasses. And frankly, I can't afford sunglasses that are prescription-based, but it's really, really, really important to keep your eyes safe, too. So if you do have a good pair of sunglasses, you should put them on. I have those things called croquis. It's a flotation device that it's like a piece of fabric that attaches to the back of your glasses and goes around the back of your neck to keep your glasses on your face. Looks super nerdy, but is really, really effective and practical, especially if, say, you're on a canoe trip and what if your boat tips? You don't want to lose your glasses. That would be bad, especially in my case. <laughs> and also just an important tip for when you're going camping or hiking, you really shouldn't be wearing jewelry just because it could get pretty bad. So maybe you're wearing your favorite gold 14 carat necklace and rings and earrings and, you know, you're rolling around in the night and you lose an earring. What do you do? That could be anywhere. It could be in a tree. It could be in the river. You never know. So just always a safer bet to take your jewelry off on canoe trips for the sake of losing it or for the sake of 
ruining it. It's also just important to keep yourself healthy because you don't really want to pack uh, like ear care solution or anything like that. You don't want anything to get infected. So it's just a better idea to take it off to go out. Right now you're probably thinking, oh my goodness, thank you so much, Hannah, for this incredible information, but where am I going to put it all? Well, I'm going to give you a step-by-step -step guide as to how I pack my hiking pack so that I can fit absolutely everything and anything that I might need because I am a slight hoarder. Okay, so step one. I always waterproof my hiking pack with maybe a layer or two of giant hefty black trash bags, like the XXXL kind of bag, just to like keep it safe so I don't have to go out and buy a very expensive like waterproof case for my bag. It's just easier to go to the grocery store and pick up some trash bags, so that's what we do. We are thrifty over here, especially if you just buy a new pair of boots. Maybe you don't want to spend a couple hundred more dollars on dry sacks. So I always line with two trash bags. Then inside of the trash bags, I first put my sleeping bag. I put it all the way at the bottom because that's the most, most, most important thing to keep dry. Uh, if you have a down sleeping bag, you really, really, really want to double, triple, quadruple waterproof that if you're anywhere near water or if it's going to rain just because that stays wet for longer. If you have synthetic, you're still probably going to want to waterproof it, but not to the extent of the down sleeping bag. So save your trash bags for actual trash. So inside the trash bags, you're going to stuff your sleeping bag down as small as you can get it and put it at the bottom of your pack. Then you're going to get a dry bag or like a Ziploc, anything that's going to keep it waterproof. It could be another trash bag. And you're going to put your extra clothes, your dry clothes, all of the stuff that you're not wearing on your body is going to go next because that also really needs to stay dry because it's touching your body. You don't want to get a cold. That could be bad. Then after that, you want to put your tent part. So say you have a three-man tent and three people. If you're taking the fly of the tent, which is the cover that keeps it from getting wet, then you're going to want to put that inside the pack. Or if you're taking the body of the tent, should go inside the pack. But if you have the poles, those can go on the outside, like strapped on. doesn't really matter as long as they're not falling out everywhere. Next up, you want to have like all your accessories or random things. So you don't want to wear your watch, throw it in there. The next dry bag, so a Ziploc could be cookware. Say you need a pan, a spatula, a spice kit. You can be thrifty, have you like your cumin in there. <laughs> that comes next. Then at the top of the pack is an emergency meal, like any dry food that you want. If you're not taking like an extra bag for food or a crate or anything, uh, shove all that in there. And then at the very, very top of your pack, like the zipper compartment, you're going to want to put your rain gear double, triple, quadruple waterproofed because you don't want rain getting inside of your rain gear before you have it on. Um, and it's just really great to have on the outermost level of your pack and have it ready to rumble because storms can roll in pretty fast. I know this from experience, so it's great to have it and grab it. I also like to keep like trail mix or granola bars at the top just because I get hangry very easily. So judge that based on how hangry you get. And finally, on the outside, like I said, you can put tent poles, maybe in an outside compartment. I keep my water shoes out there because it doesn't really matter if they get wet. 
I always keep like three to four carabiners. Uh, I also am paranoid and like to have a lot of carabiners. So practically you should probably have two, but um, I attach my water bottle to them. Maybe some extra rope I put in the side. Anything you'll need at a moment's notice. Please feel free to use this podcast as the first step in your journey for your first camping trip. Thanks again for listening to Milwaukee Nature. As always, I'm your host, Hannah Seaman, and you're ready for adventure.